immersive audio podcast. In conversations with industry thought leaders, practitioners, artists, academics, and entrepreneurs, discussing all aspects of this rapidly evolving industry, from art, science, and business to practical insights and project case studies. We aim to inform, educate, explore, and unite the community. Hello and welcome to Immersive Audio Podcast, episode 68, with me, your host, Oliver Cadell and Monica Bowles. Hello. Hi, Monica. How are you? I am doing all right. I just got off of a boat um, in the middle of nowhere for the past week, so I'm getting back into a world of technology after spending a week with not even a phone um, and just kind of sitting out underneath the stars and listening to the wind and the rain and all the fun birds and creatures that oh please stop <laughs> making me really jealous because <laughs> i haven't been on a holiday for a long time now mm, yeah and i really need one whereabouts have you been um we were we were out in uh, lake powell um it's a uh, in utah uh in the states it's a hundred mile long lake it goes into um, arizona a little bit um in the southern end of it but we were up in the utah portion um, yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous place. It's really beautiful. Uh, I know there's some stuff with the, the, the water right now is getting kind of lower, but, um, I think it's at like 26% of its capacity, which is really, really low. It's kind of one of the lakes that's being talked about is there's Lake Mead and Lake Powell that are kind of losing a lot of water right now. Um, but it's, uh, it was still beautiful. It was still gorgeous, beautiful canyons and, um, actually not very crowded so that was it was really lovely amazing sounds great um, did you do any recordings you know I, I left my recording device at home and I kind of kicked myself because there was definitely some beautiful moments where and again because you're you, you're really isolated out there and there's very little sound um, so you, you really can get some really nice recordings out there um, and just uh but I, 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 I tried to just live in the moment and appreciate the, you know, individual kinds of uh, the, the sound experiences and, you know, keeping them for myself. And <laughs> uh, but it, it, it was a really gorgeous, uh, gorgeous experience and place. And, um, yeah, some some interesting sounds and very, very quiet environment, cool echoes and um interesting animals and we had a flash flood the first night we were there so a lot of rain and waterfalls and kind of popping up out of it nowhere <laughs> sounds amazing um spe- speaking of kind of environmental noise in general um i just happened to be uh exploring new forest in south england this past weekend with esma 3d rig uh, which we talked about um, with Hinko Klee about on one of the previous episodes. And uh, actually, I tried to go into the depths of the area and try different locations, but it's just plagued with um, aircraft sounds like general airplanes, um, nearby airdromes, like smaller former air- airplanes, helicopters, military bases nearby. No matter how deep you go into it, there's always like this sort of uh, width of like distant traffic as well. It's really hard to find like a very clean environment where you can just hit record and and forget about it. Of course, uh, the wind direction changes and things stop and start and you can kind of mitigate it with certain measures such as maybe recording at 4 a.m. as opposed to, you know, midday. 
Yeah, so it's it's a real problem, and and I can, um, I'm part of this recording group, um, and I see what other people are up to, and you know you, you've got uh, people like uh, George Vlad who travels to like the most remote locations you can think of to capture those beautiful sounds, but you do have to you do have to go really far, yeah, um, to find good stuff these days. It's just uh, yeah, it's not possible in these very urban environments. It just made me think. I really struggle to find something in the in the UK in the in southeast area where I live, kind of London area and nearby. You really have to like make an effort to find something. I'm not sure if you've ever read uh, One Square Inch of Silence, um, but that's a wonderful book, kind of documenting uh, um, the kind of author's journey across the U.S. looking for you know, places where there's silence completely devoid of human intervention. And because again, even in some of these very remote places, you have aircrafts that are going over. Um, and I know there's been a lot of work in the U.S. trying to promote, you know, areas where there is, you know, a lack of, you know, human noise. Um, it's not been entirely successful, like as successful as, you know, you'd hope it could be, but it's, a, you know, a really great conversation. And if, yeah, you're interested in that, um, learning more about kind of that concept of silence and trying to find, uh, or at least areas devoid of human noise. Um, the One Square Inch of Silence is a great book about that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll check it out. We'll put a link in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Other than that, have we got any news to talk about? Um, again, I've been on a boat <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, but uh, we do have uh, the Logitech has just come out with this uh, chorus off your integrated audio for MetaQuest 2. Um, not tried it. Um, however, it's, you know, showing some kind of forward thinking from some of these, uh, you know, companies that uh, create external devices for computers and machines to uh, look at audio and how audio can kind of, uh, you know, creating um, headphones or creating spe- kind of spatial audio specific um, devices for VR setups. So, It'll be interesting to kind of see how that's received and if there's any, um, you know, and if there's other companies that kind of start exploring the potential of that as well. You see, I've, I've got a couple of points on this. Well, um, well, first of all, um, it's probably an improvement on uh, uh, kind of natively integrated transducers to begin with. And um, we, we've seen similar type of um, headphones Kind of over-ear headphones um, you can adjust on the headset uh, on other types of VR devices. Um, however, it, it's a bit of like a double-edged sword here. There are multiple scenarios in terms of the content where complete isolation would be more suitable for 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 a user. Um, I mean, that could be anything from you know like a really immersive film or, or game, uh, or just may, maybe a, a training simulation. I guess there are different productivity apps maybe where it's, or just some kind of light content where it's not that particularly important. Having said that, I, I see loads of uh, examples where the user would prefer to be completely isolated in order to really connect to the content that is being delivered to them and, and you know, being 
exposed to two different environments, one through coming through headphones and another one, you know, wherever that is, a living room, office or open space could cause potential problem. And, and the second point on that is how many people would deem that as a complete solution? As in what I'm trying to say by that is would that make people not wear proper headphones? And what I mean by proper headphones, something that is goes over your ear, there's a substantial uh, isolation, um, from existing environment uh, and things like that, w- would that be deemed as a sufficient solution? Uh, whereas if they didn't have it to begin with, they would consider, oh yeah, we do need headphones because maybe there, maybe there's a there's a segment in the market that would uh, find that solution more suitable than others. But I guess it's good to have different options. Yeah, one of the things they market actually is the off ear. Um, component of the headphones, which, um, you know, is an interesting, I, I, I find, I find that kind of interesting in the VR space because the VR headset is very, you know, much on your head and touching your entire head. And so you're just minimizing one, you know, like kind of there's this one point of touch for the ears. So you're not having, you know, closed headphones that are like really close to your kind of encompassing your ear. Um, and that that is, you know, something uh, kind of as a, a marketing point, kind of an interesting uh, thought. Yeah, of course. And we, we shouldn't forget that not every VR user is a, a spatial audio geek or audiophile that wants to hear every single tiny Atmos noise and, and with full directionality and full fidelity. You know, a lot of people just want to play a bit of uh, Beat Saber and maybe not having something over their ears uh, pushing on the ears and making them feel uncomfortable is actually a preferable option. So I guess, as always, there are options for everyone. Our guest today is Marcus Duntram. Marcus has masters in science and PhD, and he's a renowned spatial audio expert and co-founder of AtmaKey. During his research, he combined advanced signal processing with the models with the models of human perception and invented a unique method for spatial audio playback for headphones. Building on that technological foundation, Marcus co-founded AtmaKey, a spatial audio software company with a mission to shape the future of audio in virtual worlds and the metaverse. Marcus, welcome to the podcast. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Oliver. And also, hello, Monica. It's great to be here. So thanks so much for inviting me to join you on this podcast series. It's wonderful to have you. How are you today? I'm pretty fine. So like like Monica, I also had a few days off last week and I've been at, at a remote hut with also not too much noise, which was quite awesome. Did a bit of stand-up puddling, but yeah, today I'm happy to be back and to do this interview with you. That's great. Great to have you. Um, a lot of our listeners will probably assume that you're calling in from Germany, but that's not the case. You're calling from Austria. No. Yeah, I'm, I'm from Austria and, and we are based in, in Graz, which is the yeah, second biggest city of Austria and, and quite a bit to the southeast of Austria. Okay, well, let's start there. Can you tell us about your background and how you got into the spatial audio? Yeah, of course. So um, since I can remember during during high school, I've always been drawn to tech and, and music. And 
back then I thought that I, I maybe have to yeah choose for my professional career. But then I came across a, a joint program at the Tech University and University of Music and Performing Arts in Graz. And yeah, then I studied my my program, which is called electrical and sound engineering, which was yeah, just the the perfect fit for those things that I was interested in. So back then I, I started my studies and I yeah, had a lot of lectures and spent a lot of time at the, at the IEM, which is short for Institute of Electronic Music and Acoustics. And yeah, I worked a lot with Professor Franz Zotter, who is our personal spatial audio guru. He did a hit book on ambisonics and the practical aspects on how to make it sound right on, on loudspeakers and also on, on headphones. And yeah, I started working with him um, even during my master thesis um, there we did a circular table microphone array beamformer for communications, but also for ambisonics recording. And after that, I spent three years as a researcher there or research assistant where we worked on distributed microphone arrays and after that I applied for my PhD position got accepted and then spent another three years at the at the IEM where yeah I th I believe I did everything or, or lots of, of different things in the audio production chain that are related to spatial audio so We had our measurement facilities to do microphone array encoders. Um, I worked with the icosahedral loudspeaker array, which is a compact spherical loudspeaker array that can um, yeah, beam third order ambisonic signals to, to balls and uses reflections to come up with a, yeah immersive soundscape that just projects out from, from one center. So way different to the typical approach where you are surrounded by loudspeakers. And yeah, then I, I did my thesis where I worked on the oralization of, of source and receiver directional um, yeah, transducers, which means that after measuring the room, you can insert any instrument source directivity um, and any head or ears or any yeah, receiver directivity as well. And I think the, the main thing that we did back then or, or that has drawn my attention most was how to render spatial audio to headphones in a perceptually optimized and efficient way. And basically that has been the, the main idea for us to, to start at Moki because we found that it has something quite, quite special or also something cool compared to the competing solutions out there. Can you tell us about the creation of Atmakin, uh, what your current role is at the moment? So yeah, as as I told before, we all come from university or have a academic background or research background, and and based on on the work from my PhD um, research and and also in combination with the work of the other co-founders, um, yeah, we started to to built at Moki and to start the, the exciting journey together. Um, we founded at Moki back in summer of 2020. Um, we are a team of, of four co-founders, spatial audio experts and also audio enthusiasts. And yeah, that has been the start for, for something good and we are enjoying it still very much. Um, Apart from the from the academic things that we did, we we also co-hosted uh, the 3D audio production competition um, from the IEM, um, and 
as you may all know, I'm one of our co-founders. Daniel is the, the mastermind behind the IEM plugin suite. And I think, yeah, this plugin suite is one of the most used tool chains for producing and experimenting with spatial audio in general. And yeah, we are still friends with the IEM plugins and we are still really happy that we could secure the, the long-term technology partnership with the, with the IEM as well. And I myself, I'm the CEO of Itmoki. Right now, my job encompasses a whole range of things. And yeah, as you can imagine, being the CEO of a startup or a small company tends to be a position where you just wear multiple hats and the main focus shifts as the company grows. And right now, I'm not so much involved in the development process anymore, but I'm rather all about business development, raising funds and, and working on company strategy and policy and also yeah, working on the product uh, roadmap together with my team. All right, Marcus, uh, would you be able to kind of talk about the core offerings of your technology and what's unique about it? Yeah, gladly so. Um, our core vision, um, how we define it, is to enable hyper-realistic audio experiences across all platforms and devices. And in line with our vision, our main focus is on high spatial audio quality, efficiency, and also a, a consistent listener and developer experience. But maybe let me yeah, just get, get a bit more in detail on, on, on these three topics or, or aspects. So the first that maybe comes to mind is the, the spatial audio quality and, and the aspects that you need to do right in order to deliver high quality spatial audio, especially when it comes to playback via headphones. So um, we want to enable full 3D specialization and also have the localization accuracy that, that is needed to yeah, distinguish between front and, and back and also give you give you the height information that, that sometimes is, is really crucial. Um, then there is the, the thing with the externalization, which is somehow the holy grail of spatial audio um, via, via headphones that you get an externalized sound image. And the, the third thing that we think is, is really important is that uh, binaural rendering is reactive and, and that you need to do dynamic rendering. So incorporating head movements, because if you are not willing to do that, it, yeah, sometimes spatial audio over headphone gets a gets a touch of being just a, a stereo playback with some effects on it and we think that spatial audio and 3d audio can can fully live or, or show the potential if if it's done reactive and and interactive and also incorporating head movements especially for for the headphone use case yeah and that's that's one thing i think that makes us unique so lots of our competitors especially for for the web market um yeah, use spatial audio as some sort of marketing term maybe and describe stereo panning with distance, attenuation or just static stereo and, and use spatial audio or 3D audio to yeah to describe something um, really different from, from what we believe spatial audio should, should sound like and therefore we position us as the true spatial audio company. I guess, so what, what is the general audio and spatial audio industry in Austria like? Um... I'd say when when considering the the size of Austria, it's quite a hub for audio and spatial audio in general. 
Um, I believe that that's due to the exceptional study, so the sound engineering program and also the, the software development program here. And I know that lots of, of graduates from, from Graz here work in, in the biggest audio brands all over the world. However, uh, a few also decided to, to try to build a business from Austria and Graz. And there are a few companies that, that come to mind. So there is Sonnable, there is... I think U-Sound and Euphonics and also Austrian Audio in Vienna, where lots of former employees of, of AKG are working right now. But not only people or, or companies that, that build products or, or software, there is also lots of content creators or initiatives. Like, for example, the, the Europe's 3D audio recording and, and production competition, which is hosted by the IEM and the, the V. Um, this year again, there are always yeah you are um, yeah able to apply in, in three different categories, and I think they are have an open call right now. So yeah, if any anyone wants to contribute, just put in your pieces there. Um, then there are a few partners of, of ours, so like Klangkulisse, they are yeah offering an extensive catalog of ambience and bisonics recordings, and also Scope Audio. Um, they are building location-based spatial audio experiences that should run on smartphones. And, and they loved our Moki Ears plugin for WISE a lot because it made it possible for the projects to run on smartphones. So we see, see that first project or back then, this was the first project where we got proof for the efficiency and also for the qualities of our software and our solutions. Wow, so a lot going on. Yeah, totally. Okay, as part of a hot topic today, we wanted to dive into spatial audio over web browser and uh, specifically discuss your web um, SDK. But we've got um, a bit of an interesting surprise for you. We're not going to do it in our usual format. We're going to jump into live interactive demo and continue our conversation there. Well, hello. Uh, we're inside of this live interactive demo. It's quite lovely here. It's cozy. I can hear birds and some water. Um, and uh, we've got, we even have like additional guest who's not going to be talk, but he's going to be our guide tour. Daniel, hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, a well-known community member. Uh, he's, he's waving. Um, okay, well... Uh, Marcus, let, let's let's just continue from here. Then let, let's give a brief overview for our audience. Uh, what is spatial audio over browser in this particular instance, this context, and and why it hasn't been largely solved on commercial level up until recent times? Yeah. So um, in general, um, there is a trend that, that native apps move to the browser, and and more and more progressive web apps are are being built. Uh, also, browsers are getting more powerful, especially with the support of WebAssembly. And yeah, now are just more and more things are possible. We've seen this, especially on the graphical side, uh, like so often, um, even with VR support in the browser. And we think that, that now time has come that audio catches up. And we from Moki want to be on the forefront of bringing spatial audio into the browser and into, into web apps. And yeah, during the pandemic, but also before that, there has been a rise of, of virtual work, virtual event and virtual meeting environments in, in the browser. And obviously also the rise of the, the metaverse, at least as a, as a buzzword. 
um, yeah, it has just become clear that convincing experiences rely on natural and convincing audio representations. And for us, this can only be achieved with, with true spatial audio. And a lot of people or potential customers and builders in, in the field I talk to are aware of, of that because there are just a, there are a lot of benefits for, for example, web communication if you do it in spatial audio like we, like we do it now. Yeah, so for now, probably most of the time I will be talking, but um, if there would be people speaking at the same time or, or would have a fluent conversation, you, you can experience just the improved comprehensibility due to the binaural unmasking that we have when we hear naturally with, with two ears. And this leads to yeah, just reduced listening fatigue and overall higher engagement in, in conversations or in social apps even so, yeah. I just wanted to add for our listeners for a quick context that you know, four of us right now in this demo, you guys in Austria, um, I'm myself in, in London and Monica in the United States, and we're all conversing. There's no latency, uh, receiving very clear binaural signal. It's, it's very pleasant on the ear as well. Nice, yeah, that's <laughs> that's great to hear because that's. That's exactly what we believe in and what we intended also to to show with with this demo. That's a good point for us to actually jump into the demo and um, uh, show us around. Yeah, um, we have certain different areas in in our demo that yeah we invite you to to check out if you if you are listening to to this podcast via demo.mookie.com you can just enter and experience yourself but for now I will give you a quick tour so that you yeah will know what you what you can expect so right now you you heard uh, the setup where you as a listener hear three different people talking you have a bit of ambience going on and then there is another thing which we call uh, a movable source um, that's the the only source in, in this demo that you actually can see or that relates to, to an icon. And um, yeah, that's a, a bongo sound and I will just activate it and then probably just move it around you as the listener. Yes, so that was the movable source. And um, we have uh, another thing in, in our demo and our web SDK, which um, are the developer tools. And, and one of the developer tools um, is the attenuation curve designer, meaning that you can um, just assign a, a different behavior to different source groups and, and yeah, just tell them how they should behave if they are moved away from you or if they yeah, are approaching you and I will just do that for the bongos. Okay, I think that's it for the, for the movable sources and now I will like or invite you to, to join me along as we explore our demo and our map. I think our next stop will be in the, in the forest. Yeah, so in the forest you you should hear elevated sound sources, um, and that's our our place or our space where we where we go to relax after a long day of, of hard work. We just 
turn on our own audio metaverse and go into the woods and yeah, just just relax a bit. Um, for everyone that's that's new to this demo, um, there is also another developer tool set which is the Source Viewer, and this should help you as a especially as a developer to to check for where the sources um, should be coming from so that you can yeah just check that there aren't any bugs and yeah you also invite to escape in this forest a nice forest where right, did the guys. sounds for this forest come from we recorded a few of them on our own but we we also yeah just used a few recordings from from sound libraries and and put them together I think the, yeah, the difficult thing was to, to really get the balance right. And that's also where we ourselves learned a lot of maybe how people will use the web SDK. So there will always be, at least as of now, this, this bridge that we need to provide between the sound designers and the, the web developers. Therefore, we yeah, just came up with the with the developer tools that are included in our web SDK, where you as a sound designer, for example, can go in the in the demo or in the product as it is, open the attenuation curve designer, for example, and you can in real time play with the sounds and then export the code to give it to the developer so that you yeah have a back and forth um, iteration of, of how it should sound. And yeah, I think that's, that's pretty cool and all of one of, of our USBs compared to maybe competing solutions. Yeah. I just wanted to quickly make a, a note uh, for our listeners. So uh, at the moment, there are four of us in a demo. So what you're hearing is not through my ears or Monica's ears, it's through Daniel's ears, who's currently not participating in the conversation, but he's a listener. So um, so the, all the movement around uh, is coming through that particular listening uh, or listener object, rather. Okay, then I think our next step should be that we walk along the river that we also have in this map. Yeah, and, and here we yeah, have, have a few different sources and we, we try to mimic a, a volumetric sound source so that you actually really have the feeling that you are moving along of the river and not just approaching individual sources and here beware there are some paddlers and I think then it's time to maybe maybe chill a bit at, at the campfire. Well well I know I know you can't see me but I'm smiling. <laughs> That's nice. I, I, I enjoy the touch of the paddlers and the campfire by the river. It's, it's, it's taking me back to my Lake Powell trip that I just came <laughs> home from. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. Sorry, whilst we uh, by the fire, mm -hmm. uh, just let's just stay here for a few more minutes. Uh, maybe you can answer one of my next questions. Um, yeah. Can you share um, and talk about some of the existing case studies that you managed to uh, implement this technology you know, current partnerships and early adopters, just to give the audience a little bit of a perspective uh, how they could potentially utilize the technology for their own needs. So um, the, the web SDK and, and our demo is, is pretty new, so 
we are right now in, in a phase where we are giving out um, evaluation licenses and we we want to onboard um, testers and, and pilot customers and work on, on projects uh, together. But um, with regard to the tech that we are providing, um, there are a few examples that I can, can maybe share with you where, where our tech made a difference or yeah, just tell a bit about our early customers and, and maybe I can then move on to tell people more about um, um, the use cases for, for the specific yeah, web SDK, if, if that's okay for you guys. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so our our first or maybe even dearest partner is is, uh, is the team of, of Portal.app. So they are doing a focusing and, and relaxation app on, on iOS. So they have a beautiful catalog of, of ambience and soundscape recordings from, from all over the globe that are really nicely nicely mixed and done. And they approached us, I think, over one year ago because they weren't happy with the, with the internal spatial audio rendering in, in iOS or, or on Mac. And therefore, yeah, we, we built them an iOS framework that is since then integrated in, in their product, um, mainly because they, they love the, yeah, the perceptual quality of, of our binaural rendering engine also paired with the with the dynamic tracking that that is offered now by by lots of, of devices um, other use cases we have is, is the one I mentioned before for the for the rendering on, on mobile devices we also yeah have some some projects going on where we record spatial audio with with mobile devices and yeah until recently we then decided to to fully focus on, on bringing spatial audio to the web and there are yeah a lot of customers and, and use cases and and potential partners that we are targeting or, or discussing with right now so there are the, the metaverse builders so there are a lot of, of platforms popping up that, that want to yeah have some some places where you can virtually meet go to events hang out or yeah go to concerts or, or work together or, or collaborate um, and obviously, then there are also games and, and just just plain um, meeting meeting applications that could definitely benefit from from our yeah web SD, web SDK as it is. And in terms of comparing our solution to the rest, there actually isn't really a approach that is is really comparable to ours. So there are a lot of companies that that mix directly on the server because if but if you mix on the on the server, you have a lot of latency going on. If you send audio back and forth, mix it there, and you can imagine that if you rotate your head or if you move your, your little icon that you are represented here right now, it will just take way too long to yeah to get a, a natural conversation going. And therefore, the only option for us was to render directly on the client side, and, and that's what we are providing here with this web SDK. Nice. Yeah, I think very maybe, cool. Yeah, <laughs> nice. But <laughs> I, I think I have, I have one last stop. Absolutely. Let's go. Cool. And let's go. We are yeah, now walking along a path, and then we are entering the the big hall. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the big hall. Nice. Um, 
that's our our space where we maybe in the future want to yeah just rent it out to to artists or to content creators to to play back their their pieces for yeah, a couple of days or or even even weeks so if anyone yeah just just wants to have their their mixes played back here in our big hall just reach out to us um for for that setup i think we have a a virtual 5.0 setup but yeah that can easily be extended it can be any virtual speaker setup probably um you can also just include sources as as you wish but yeah that room is up for up for grabs if you're interested to make something together with us or, or start projects and here in the big hall you should hear also the the capabilities of of different reverb zones so they're not fully implemented yet but that's a feature that's soon to be in there here we just have a dedicated 3d audio um reverb engine going on with simulated reflections and and the diffuse field part and yeah are playing back our our own mix that we created also for for another video sounds really nice and that, that's an exciting offering so artists who kind of want to have some of their stuff in a big hall can uh, create something yeah totally so we are we are always looking for for both sides and and we hope that that our web SDK also yeah gets the creative juices flowing so that so that people can maybe rethink how they are presenting their work and and yeah would be really cool to work on something together. Marcus, Daniel, thank you very much for the demo. We really enjoyed it. Let's hop off now and continue our conversation in a, in a standard boring mono world. And we're back on Zoom. That was a lovely demo, really enjoyable. And I, I really hope that it comes across um, enough for audience to kind of appreciate the, the nuance. But, you know, ultimately, um, if, if that catches your interest, you know, you can go on and experience demo properly in the kind of uh, on, on your own browser in your own time. Um, and also you can book a, a more advanced demo with... Uh, uh, with the communication feature um, in place, but that, I believe that needs to be done through the website. Maybe Marcus, you can talk about a little bit more about um, how the whole kind of uh, demo booking process works, and maybe expand on what is the licensing deals for those who would like to try it potentially. Yeah, so um, we are right now in the in the public beta phase or, or also onboarding pilot customers and are focusing more on, on B2B and, and studios and, and yeah, just content creators. But we are more than happy to share an evaluation license with anyone who's interested. And we are best reached via the form on, on our webpage at mokey.com or you can hit us with an email directly so we can yeah, share either the, the web SDK or provide links to the, the documentation, to code examples and, and also to yeah, meet in, in our demo space and give you uh, yeah, a quick tour and, and also um, invite you to join us on, on the voice channel as well. And 
yeah, in, in any case, I, I would just yeah invite you to to check out the demo on your own because yeah, it's it's free for everyone to demo it and to to share it with people that are might interested in it. And yeah, if you you're up for it, just send us your feedback or, or feature requests or whatever. So that's that's really crucial for us to to get it going and to build a community that, that wants to work with our web SDK and yeah, like for every startup, we we are working on on improving the onboarding process as well. So, if it it maybe seem too complicated right now, that won't won't stay that way forever. But yeah, we just need need um bit more feedback to make it as simple and fluent as as possible. I'd say, and in in terms of of licensing. For the web SDK in, in general, we will go for a subscription model that can be renewed on a on a monthly and yearly basis. So so nothing special. Here we we have different pricing options that are, are based on the project budget or company size or, or funding that you received, and it, it starts from ninety nine dollars per month. But we also give away um free free licenses for non commercial or or edu projects. Yeah, I definitely see this having a, you know, being a huge um, uh, benefit to the metaverse community. I, I know I, I spend some time with some of those people and um, I've played around with some of the uh, web tools out there that are currently available. And mm -hmm. it's, a, you know, there's not a lot when it comes to sound. And um, yeah. I think Google had kind of their Ambisonics like tool set a while back. I haven't really followed up with yeah. that um, too much, but um, yeah, it would be very interesting to see how this kind of really can um, combine with some of the other like metaverse tools that are um, coming mm -hmm. online for the the web browser and work integrate with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so so they are really our yeah people that are reaching out most to us right now are, are metaverse platforms that want to integrate spatial audio into their solution, and I was really surprised how aware most most people in in that field are that the metaverse really only can can exist or or be convincing if the audio part also feels natural and and allows you to virtualize spaces and to yeah just to have a, a realistic image or virtualization of the real world because with with video we yeah are fully aware that that you need to have your 3D models and and everything needs to be as realistic as possible and I think audio really needs to to catch up there too. What's the bandwidth like um, as far as uh, like CPU usage and uh, how much? Um because uh, I, I know one of the limitations with a lot of mm -hmm. uh, models and images and videos that you upload into some of these spaces is, you know, you just, you, you can't, there's, there's size limits that are um, pretty, uh, yeah. because, because of just how, you know, overloaded it can be. So I'm wondering kind of how, how you see that with uh, your, your software. So in general, I, I always would assume or yeah, just say that compared to to the video component, audio is always just a, a minor factor in in the CPU and also in the storage. Um, 
yeah factor of of such solutions um obviously there are still lots of of improvements we can make but in terms of just the cpu usage and and how we render the, the spatial audio scene i think we are as efficient as we can get right now because our dsp backend is is written in web assembly which is also really unique and and performance wise it comes really close to to native applications i think so yeah that's definitely a plus for us. Um, the other thing is, is if you want to distribute the, the ambient scene and, and the sound um, directly or how long you need to load the page. So that's definitely something that the developers need to take care of. So if the if the sound sources should, should be streamed or, or if you have to wait until they are buffered, but in, in general for... For the reactivity and uh, the rendering itself, I think we are really, really efficient and also yeah, tested it with, with a lot of sources that are, are playing simultaneously. I think in our, our demo, there are around 60 sources that are always playing and being rendered. And the only thing is that the attenuation curves are, yeah, they basically take care of the, of the relative mixing for every participant in the demo. So. And then I know you mentioned something about um, being in, able to interface with Wise as, uh, as like a plugin or could you expand on that a little more? The web SDK is, is not our our only product. We also have the native SDK, and from the native SDK, we we derived um, a, a Wise plugin, which is called Moki Ears, and is basically just a spatial audio renderer with um, externalization engine, and and you put it in the in the mastering. Um, um, chain. If you, yeah, if you're producing audio in in Wise, so that's a, a standalone plugin or or a different different product, I'd say. Well, it's good to know that that exists as well. Yeah, re regarding that, it was quite, um, yeah, a bit of a journey. So the the first thing where we can support all the platforms that are, yeah, that you can support as a as a standard developer or, or game studio we did support and then we had had a few requests from from bigger game studios um to also support uh, the bigger consoles that are out there like playstation or, or xbox um but we found it really hard to to get onboarded for for the partnership programs there so if anyone is listening who can get us in please yeah, make sure that we we get in and get a get a partnership thing that we can also provide that Moki is plugin for for PS5 and and for Xbox. So, Marcus, uh, um, what are you excited about in the future of spatial audio and its role in immersive audio? That's a good one, and obviously a question that we always ask ourselves because we we want to be at the, at the forefront or or want to anticipate trends in the, in the spatial audio industry to to offer the right products at the, at the right time. I'm generally looking forward to hearing spatial audio everywhere because I think every audio product can maybe benefit from a, from a spatial audio upgrade. However, there are obviously use cases where it makes more sense than, than for others, but I still believe or strongly believe that true spatial audio will open up completely new approaches for, for content creators and a new way for producing and experiencing media in, in general. So especially for augmented reality and, and mixed reality, metaverse and and those type of, of platforms, spatial audio will play a huge role. So to make listeners really, yeah, give them the feeling of being there, of being in the scene and of being being really at the concert. And I'm 
also excited about new new standards for audio transmission. So hopefully there will be will be an updated Bluetooth standard pretty soon that allows for for streaming more channels to the headphones and and earbuds, and also that it can be bidirectional because right now um, I think if you use your Bluetooth headset. Um, in headset mode, um, you have one channel up and one down, and that obviously kills <laughs> all all computational efforts to to make spatial audio work. If you just have have one channel that you can distribute to people, so hopefully this will will change as well. And then then you can just render spatial audio on on the headphones, which would be amazing because then head tracking latency wouldn't be an issue anymore. So also for for just Giving you yeah plain plain audio spatial audio with head mounted devices it's also not not an issue anymore but yeah that's one thing I'm looking forward as well and and then there is the overall vision of a holistic spatial audio experience where you yeah have your headphones on when you are on the road and then when you come home you you take them off and the set of distributed loudspeakers or, or smart speakers just takes over and and gives you the immersive experience in in your living room so that's something i'm i'm looking forward to in the future so marcus what, what is the best way to find out more about yourself at mckee and the work you do yes yeah, so i think for for us as the founding team you can just check us out on on linkedin or on on researchgate to to find out about more of the of the research that we did pre at moki but are still doing in at moki um then there is obviously our our webpage which is at moki.com there you can um, sign up for our newsletter and we are also on on twitter and facebook i think as at at moki audio so you can can reach us there and yeah you also can just drop us a, a, a email anytime and connect with us, especially if you are yeah, interested in testing our product, but also if you think that there are interesting projects where where you could use our web SDK, but but you are in the yeah a web developer and and we can definitely work something out to yeah make some pilot projects or or just integrate our web SDK for for your product or project. Can you share one piece of advice that really helped you in your career? I'm still pretty young, but um, I've learned that it's important to keep constantly evolving and also to take um, in the feedback from others, especially your your customers or stakeholders. And for business decisions, I, I always think that it's mandatory to have data and to analyze it. But for certain decisions, um, you just have to go with your gut and to stay true to, to what you believe in. And I think the most important thing is that in moments of doubt, you always have to listen to Lizzo to pump you up. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, and thank you so much for taking part. It was great. And thanks for the demo. And I'm sure listeners will enjoy that too. Thank you so much, Marcus. It was very inspiring. Take care. If you enjoy the podcast and would like to show your support, please consider becoming a Patreon. Not only are you supporting us, but you will also get special access to bonus content and much more. Find out more on our official Patreon page, www.patreon.com slash Immersive Audio Podcast. You've been listening to the Immersive Audio Podcast, hosted by Oliver Cadell, Bjorn Jacobson, and Monica Bowles. This episode was produced by Oliver Cadell and Emma Reese and included music by Rhythm Scott. Got an idea for an episode or want to comment on something we've discussed recently? Drop us an email 
at podcast at 1618digital.com or find us on Twitter at iAudioPodcast. If you've enjoyed our show, head to our page on iTunes and leave us a review and rating. It really helps us out. Visit immersiveaudiopodcast.com to access show notes and other episodes and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening. Looking for more audio-related podcasts to listen to? We're part of the Audio Podcast Alliance, featuring a hand-picked selection of the very best podcasts about sound. Be sure to hear the latest episodes from our friends in the community at audiopodcast.org.